Welcome to Good News, Bad News, the Libertarian Christian Roundtable, where every other week we challenge the status quo and give you the libertarian Christian analysis of what's happening in your world. Welcome to another episode of Good News, Bad News, the Libertarian Christian Roundtable. I'm Dr. Norman Horn, and with me today I got my good friends Carrie Baldwin, Matt Bellis, and Mr. Sepulveda himself. Uh, all, all of us involved here at the Libertarian Christian Institute. And in this, in this podcast, we'd like to go over uh, the latest in the news from a Christian libertarian point of view, uh, giving you insights that you may not hear anywhere else. Or if you do, well, you know, you'll get them again, but just from, from the mouths of some even weirder people, I suppose. Uh, but to this week, we are going to be talking about a bunch of different things regarding economics, uh, the, of course, in, in the war that's ongoing now in, in Ukraine and the State of the Union address, which occurred uh, as as of this calendar date, it occurred yesterday. I like so, that byline, by the way, Norman. It was like you, you could get your news from somebody else, but why not get it from us? Yeah, well, why not get it from us? Like, yeah. <laughs> why wouldn't that news not get it from us? Yeah. <laughs> well, so we've got we've got some fun stuff to talk about today and some not fun stuff to talk about today. I guess we should probably start. Uh, with the the not great stuff. So uh, as everybody is probably quite well aware, uh, we had in the un- the unfortunate occurrence of a new newly sprung war in Ukraine, as as uh, promulgated by the Russian state. Um, this totally sucks, guys. Uh, I don't know. It wouldn't happen. Yeah, we all well, and we were of course told, oh no, it's not. You know, I'm just thinking, this is not going to be a problem. There's no way that uh, the Taliban can take over Afghanistan. There's no way that Putin would ever decide that this would be a good idea. Oh, no, no, no. They're just bloviating. Thank uh, God we have a, Biden in office thank, to make yeah. sure that those things don't happen. Yes. Thank thank goodness that we have, you know, the, the, the our strong leaders at the helm that mm. make sure that these that these folks are kept in check. Well, lo and behold, that didn't happen. Uh, and so now we have a hot war for the for well, really kind of the first in a while, like this is an actually declared war by one state onto another. Uh, there's been kind of this soft war taking place really for the past about six or seven years uh, between Ukraine and Russia. But this is now officially now declared. There are tanks rolling in and it's getting bad, folks. Um, but what's there's a number of interesting things, of course, uh, that you could that you could kind of point to there. Uh, in particular, th- that the Ukrainian people have really risen up and are fighting back. Um, interesting interesting to, to see what's been going on there. What do you guys think so far? Some of it, unfortunately, is a little propaganda-ish, as okay. I'm sure our friend <laughs> Carrie Baldwin would like to talk about um, <laughs> on, on the fe- feminine side of, uh, of that. And we have seen some, uh, some <laughs> basic photo shoots come out of guys holding what looks to be cardboard. Uh, and that I don't know how how real those shots are, but if you're watching TikTok at all, you'll definitely see some people uh, taking care of business over there in Ukraine, <laughs> uh, which is good to see. You know, it just goes to show that, yeah, a high-powered rifle with more than 30 rounds in the magazine might be needed. So yeah. take that, gun controllists. Yeah, well, you know... <clears throat> I mean, obviously, Putin is wrong for invading Ukraine, and the Ukrainians should defend themselves against that. Um, I am concerned. Yeah, however, (laughs) comma. Um, You know, I am concerned about the propaganda. There's a 
there's a ton of propaganda out there, um, which Matthew did mention one piece, which was <clears throat> Miss, Miss Ukraine had posted a picture of herself on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And it turns out uh, that this this picture has been floated around as, oh, you know, Miss, Miss Ukraine is turning in her, you know, her high heels and strapless dress for combat boots and you know, and this, whatever this assault rifle is that she's carrying, turns Isn't out that the brave. rifle that she's carrying is an airsoft gun. And that photo <laughs> was, was a, a photo shoot for an airsoft promotion. Um, so she was oh. modeling <clears throat> for it. Um, but it's been, however, it's being, however, hold on, Carrie, it's being passed around. What, what they don't realize is the, the Ukrainians have been invaded by Russian squirrels. <laughs> and airsoft guns do great against well squirrels. it is it is being passed around by lots of people um and i don't know how it started i happened to see it posted by uh the uh the the not the b um website the the non-satirical side of babylon b which is interesting because they're the ones who are saying oh look miss ukraine is uh you know, join, joining the joining the fight. Um, but it's not just that there's a lot of pictures that are being recycled um, of Zelensky, you know, being out there on the battlefield. And those are old. Um, you know, who knows if he's really out there on the battlefield? They're One definitely he's definitely that... being he's definitely being painted as Trudeau's foil. Don't forget that oh, yeah. <laughs> that Trudeau Foil? was was super authoritarian and totalitarian <clears throat> and you know shutting yeah. down bank accounts of, of Canadians and then you know out of the blue this Ukrainian thing happens uh, um so Zelensky is definitely being painted as probably more than he is a warrior king it's kind of like a convenient foil here I mean like let's yeah let's distract I, did, I didn't know though he was an actor <laughs> like a legitimate well, actor he has I, been in things maybe. and gotten paid as an actor for ukrainian uh films kind of like a ronald reagan character then russian well, you know he's, he's russian been in, films he's been in some some interesting yeah. things but the point is is that like it's very easy to get wrapped up in the whole okay look at this propaganda stuff and this is a big distraction and why are they you know um why are they hyping this up? Who's hyping this up? Obviously, it's the media, but why? Yeah. Um, and the the crappy thing about that is that it just foments, it just foment, foments the the um, the anger between these two sides. And you have Americans now picking sides. And yeah. if if you don't pick the right side, then oh, you're one of them. And it's you know who, whichever side they don't like. You know, right now they're it rushes the bad guy and Ukraine's the good guy. And if you don't have you, the Ukraine flag in your Facebook photo, then you're wrong. Well, so. but isn't it, isn't it what, what this really is doing? Like is it's, it's causing people to want to take sides with a state. That's yeah. what's kind of weird about That's it. That's what's think. weird about because it. Because I think it's obvious that like, okay, the Ukrainian people are the good guys. The Russian state is clearly the aggressor. Okay. Right. That's true. But when it begins to when it begins to say like okay well now we will expand our our reach and now that we're going to be we're going to legitimize the actions of one state and we're going to mm -hmm. it, and we're going to say that the 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 people on the side of that are in the country of the aggressor are also the big problem this is like so you demonize you know 
the the Russian people who are definitely not all on board with this. Right. You know, not. And we're going to lift up the Ukrainian state here as some sort of paragon of virtue or something like that, which is definitely not the case either. So like that's oh, that's what's frustrating. But I think, speaking yeah. about speaking about demonizing, I mean, for the past two years with the lockdowns, the word freedom and any mm -hmm. sort of association with rights or liberties has been absolutely demonized. I mean, right up to um, Canadians getting their bank accounts <laughs> closed out by yeah. the government. And then not even a few days later, now they want to say, oh, Ukrainian, you know, the, the Ukrainian government is fighting for freedom and it's all through violence. Yeah. And, you mm -hmm. know, for the past two years, we've been using peaceful nonviolent resistance in the name of freedom freedom was demonized we were demonized and right. now they want to say oh freedom freedom's great as long as we're fighting for it in a violent war by the state it's unfortunate so, because you, we in this generation where we are able to hear from a lot of different voices that there are even uh russian soldiers who are coming out on social media saying i thought we were going on a training exercise and then all of a sudden we're shooting at civilians and I'm being told that if I don't, then I will lose my life. And then, you know, it, just as you guys were talking about, uh, you know, the idea that the Ukrainian government has been this paragon of virtue uh, up until this point, let's not forget, this is a very corrupt government uh, in Ukraine as well. I mean, mm -hmm. Zelensky, however he's being painted, is not necessarily as pure as the wind-driven snow here. Uh, right, so Exactly. All, all of these, you know, it, it's almost as if the liberal uh, left uh, media and, and that are, are trying to, to paint Ukraine as this uh, bastion of leftist ideologies that will, uh, that all of a sudden the Trump-backed uh, rightist uh, Russian uh, uh, era is coming through Ukraine and going to destroy all the trans rights that they've uh, worked on. You know, it, that's what's being fomented these days. And it's just, it's kind of sad to see that people quickly devolve into that type of mindset and not realize that there's people who are being threatened with their life if they don't shoot other people. And that's just yeah. ridiculous. That's ridiculous. It's because, guys, this is the problem. Outside of libertarians, nobody makes a difference between the state and society. Yeah, yeah that is a problem. And and I, I I'm very frustrated. I'm the first one of all well, and, that doesn't make those distinctions. And they get but, and they get and suddenly it's like you know these soldiers are like we're getting told oh you know if I don't shoot somebody else here I'm gonna get shot. It's like suddenly like now the bomb is dropped on them. You know to use a bad sort of play on words here in the situation that wow maybe maybe you know I should have been more concerned about individualism from beginning or something to mm -hmm. that effect because. Mm -hmm. You know, when why did you join up with this army? Because you just sort of expected this to go well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, I, I I feel bad for him. Yes, but it's also like this is the natural consequences of philosophies, and that's that's really that that, that sucks. I mean, that just sucks, guys. I mean, yeah. But man, I, you know, for what it's worth, I think that there's you know there's enough blame to go around on all on all sorts of fronts of course yeah. um you know let's let's face it too like it's not like it's not like there hasn't been you know six or seven years of lead up to this mm -hmm. that could have that could have been you know stopped by not just biden not just trump but also like barack obama like this is 
You yeah, have a chance. Obama, a part of a big no. coup in Ukraine back in 2014. Well, I don't know the details of that something. one. But... Yeah, I don't know the details. <laughs> yeah, but... It was an attempted something. Yeah. I think I think the point, at least that that listeners can walk away with, is we are in favor of both the Ukrainian people and the Russian people. We absolutely yeah. oppose the Ukrainian state and the Russian state and the fact that they are dragging uh, their people into a violent war, into a violent conflict because of the petty disagreements between these two governments. They can't, yeah. they can't get their act together. And so they're going to drag uh, fathers and sons and uh, you know, daughters and mothers into war who are going to go kill people and be killed because Zelensky and Putin can't agree on various treaties and contracts. That's ridiculous. It gets bad. Oh, by the way, among the only sanctions that uh, I would actually kind of favor was the one that um, they seize and freeze uh, the assets of Putin himself. That one makes sense because he was directly responsible for the situation. So, but the problem is the the, the sanctions that affect everyone else that was not involved in the situation. Mm. And so, yeah, yeah. But even like even call. the sanctions, like you'd rather see an economic war, which can be more quickly reversed, than um, oh. than this sort of hot war thing that's that ends up happening. Like I think yeah. that the relatively speaking the given the options that were available like that the the sanctions and the way this has been that like even the swift ban and all that like uh which is basically closing down opportunities for liquid you know market liquidity all over the place you know and and the ability to for transaction to occur internationally like that's probably a much better way of dealing with this than that's um, bad. than just than just like you know further escalations of various hot war conflicts right. essentially so we, we'll see we'll see how much of an effect it ends up having um but like this is an interesting this is an interesting kind of 21st century possible way of waging conflict in a in a manner like uh that that we haven't seen and this that's going to make this like particularly interesting to to observe now there's one other thing i think it's kind of since we're just getting into the economic side of things for a second um and the propaganda that we've already talked about there's one other thing that's notable that is uh that, that just it kind of infuriates me and talk about like you know the foils that are used to, to to distract people uh when you hear people say oh crypto is a way for Putin to get out of this. We need to control crypto because of it. Bull <laughs> crap. Bull. Yeah. That is such a bunch of hogwash that you should I mean my my gosh it's like suddenly as if first of all you're like wow you like suddenly you you Nancy Pelosi or or whoever you you know I heard Nancy Pelosi saying this at one point I was just like oh wow you you now you now suddenly you understand enough about crypto to say something you know intelligent. No, I'm sorry. Like uh, that, that doesn't work. <laughs> this is not, in fact, access to crypto markets is what will help the Russian people uh, get mm -hmm. around the problems. It doesn't help people like Putin, it, like because it's distributed and decentralized. And that is it, it, as opposed to being able to be controlled at top levels of government, like the like the SWIFT markets, like these other pieces of the of the global well, financial market. Can I can Apple, I can Apple I read? Pay and Google, uh, they and Android, they shut down 
their mobile payment systems uh, mm-hmm. in Russia, and it caused all kinds of havoc within Russia itself. Yeah. But it's not really affecting Putin or any other person yeah. uh, in, in elites. Just the regular everyday Joe on the streets of Moscow. So that's Russian another one of those things. Is like, that was a dumb one, though. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, players cannot play. Can you like? Was that imagine. Russian soccer players cannot play certain tournaments? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Come on, really? Yeah, that's stupid. That's dumb. But oh, but but, but by yeah, the way, I, I mean that just I goes to show you... that whenever we give up that much control over our assets to somebody else, how quickly those things can be shut off from us. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's actually kind of uh, eye opening. Yeah, it's very interesting. That's true. But crypto is not like that, and you will not right. be. You can neither have like it's not an escape valve for somebody like a Putin or a Russian oligarch or whatever. Um, well, I have to read Hillary Hillary Clinton's quote oh. that she oh, said no. today. What, what is can this? I put it on screen? Did oh, you say that already? From jail? I, I don't I don't have it ready to put it on screen, no, no. but I'll, I'll it. read it. She was um, I think she's put, put it up. Yeah. She says, we're looking at not only states such as a China or a Russia manipulating technology of all kinds to their advantage. We're looking at non-state actors destabilizing countries, destabilizing the dollars, the reserve currency. She says, I was disappointed to see that some of the so-called crypto exchanges, not all of them, but some of them are refusing to end transactions with Russia for some philosophy of libertarianism or whatever. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever kism, Minyar, whatever kism. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Oh, she's disappointed. But, you know, I think the other interesting tell from the other interesting tell from that quote is that they are they're not just looking at, um, you know, is is Putin able to use crypto in order to get financing for his war? They are looking at non-state actors who are non-state actors, regular Joe Schmuckatelli's like you and I. No, it's because it's I was going to tell you guys, the, the way the situation works right now is, officially speaking, big banks, that means the big, gigantic transactions of oligarchs are stopped because Russian banks cannot make payments. So, they, so Russia as a whole, they cannot import because they cannot make payments, but they can send dollars. Out. They can receive dollars, but they cannot send dollars outside. So they can pile up with dollars inside of Russia. The, the big banks, but they're not going to be able to use them for absolutely nothing whatsoever. Now, well, a good way to re- launder money. Hmm. <laughs> They'll find a use they, uh, some use later on. Now, regular people can make payments through crypto, though. Does it make sense? Yeah. So that's actually a for, for, for regular people, because big banks, they, they, the amount of transactions that they have to do is just, they're just gigantic. But regular people can use crypto right now in Russia. Yeah. And actually make their international payments or whatever payments they, they can come up with it uh, or that they need. So uh, it is actually the way it's working right now. Crypto is actually helping just the regular the uh, the regular regular guys. And, Shocker. and the ones I I love it. I think it's Shocker. Yes. What do you know? <laughs> it, it actually worked pretty well. Like it, it was uh, that that's one thing that you know was kind of like you know uh, yeah. somewhat functional. That's awesome. So decentralization works. Who knew? Yes, and getting getting currency out of the hands of the monopoly state also works. Wow, amazing! Multiple money. It's beautiful. It's well uh, to to kind of uh, start pivoting from from something that's beautiful into unfortunately something that is not so beautiful. Though I I think it behooves us 
to talk a little bit about the dumpster <clears throat> fire that was the State of the <laughs> Union address last night. Uh, and I and I think I'm giving it perhaps a little too much credit by calling it a dumpster fire. It's probably an insult to dumpsters everywhere. Um, I, I, I don't well, know. At what... least we can move into the Lenten season without hearing from the president ever again. <laughs> Fasting from the president. For a little while. For a little while. <laughs> at least until tomorrow when he says something else idiotic. Yeah. Um, right. But, you know, so the, the State of the Union address was <clears throat> was yesterday, March 1st, 2022. And, um, you know, you have to imagine that, like, in the lead up to, to this speech, I, I mean, can you imagine, like, they, they're probably prepping for the speech for a couple of weeks. And then, you know, well, on roughly the drugs. 21st of February, things start looking like, uh-oh, this Ukraine thing is going to be a thing. We better we better rewrite that that you know those those two paragraphs that we that we have in there. Right. And then you know the next day it's like, yeah, those four paragraphs that we just put, yeah, I think we got to probably you know rewrite that again. Then the next day it's like, okay, twenty paragraphs is not going to be enough. And then you hit the twenty fourth and it's like, all right, we just got to like we have to. I don't even know anymore. We'll so do it live. You know, do it live. <laughs> <laughs> Which was pretty much it. Um, However, however, uh, so so to to like, I'll tell you what I li I I listened to a good bit of it. I read the entire thing. I have read the responses of the GOP and the LP, and I've re read read and, and observed some commentary on it. <clears throat> I will say that e you know e even after reading the whole thing and watching part of it, at least the Ukrainian portion this uh the ukraine the war russo ukraine war or whatever you want to call it was actually not that terrible um it was a bit of a bit of a little bit of blundering here and there uh the most precious portion of especially was uh where uh the 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 um, most unbelievable gaffe i've ever heard in the speech ever um where biden is basically said you know uh, Kiev may get surrounded, and I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but you'll get the idea. Kiev may get surrounded by tanks, uh, but the heart and soul of the Iranian people shall not be shattered, or whatever. And and I was just you you, you listen to that and you're just like, wait, did that just happen? Like, and everybody went in Iran went, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, sure. I mean, <laughs> okay. wow, okay. I mean, this make this makes you know Dan Quayle look like a look like an amateur. Uh, you know, like gaff is gaffs with Dan Quayle were amateur hour at this point. I mean, like, right. come on. Um, wow. Okay. You know, that, that, that there happened, was, but, yeah. but again, this, the overall, the Ukraine portion wasn't that bad save for that. And one other thing that I'll get to, but one, uh, it is notable that at least, um, you know, Biden said that, you know, the United States and our allies will defend every inch of territory that is NATO territory, with the full force of our collective power. He did say that, but then he said, uh, as well that like we are not sending troops into ukraine like we're not going to do that it's like okay cool like that's actually that's actually pretty good and collectively the american it's... people said we believe you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well i mean 
but this is one of those like you kind of you 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 get to hold them to it you get to you get to hold their feet to the fire on this particular point you know so that's it's not like it's not like you know that that uh uh, you know george w bush coming in and stating in the state of the union that like you know we're we're concerned about weapons of mass destruction in uh in iraq that's why that's why we're going to go after he had good eyes yeah i'm just i'm just curious (laughs) if all of the americans who are taking the ukrainian side are actually hoping that america does you know provide military support in some way i think a lot of them are well i think that the one the one sort of exception here is again when he says that they're gonna that we'll we'll go and defend nato territory you know the you know if they if the if russia continues west like what's that what is that going to look like to them it's like is it is you know to what extent will they go to do that like that's 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 kind of the the hot war concern going forward here but at least what is being you know stated directly is that we're uh, you know let him he says let me be clear our forces are not engaged and will not engage in the conflict with russian forces in ukraine Mm. hold them to that you know that's 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 at least significant um it's this is not like this is not like you know hey there's weapons of mass destruction we think are there therefore we're going to go in not gonna it's not happening so, so okay so you ukrainians know. should defend their soil and the u.s government should not be involved yeah i mean what's yeah. going to happen though and this is admittedly already happening there's a lot of money uh and aid that is going to ukraine via the u.s government over a billion dollars even thus far and it hasn't even been a week so you know that's that's a reality too we so it's not like we're uninvolved and by we, I'm just saying the United States of America here generically, but taxes. Yeah, your your tax money. <laughs> but uh, but hot war with the U.S. It's not quite there yet. Now, what do now? To your point, though, uh, it has you know what what have the rumblings been from other people been about? And and there has been a lot of rumbling about from even legislators saying that oh well, we need to declare it a no fly zone or stuff like that. Now, do you guys, if you, now for listeners, you may be, you may be well aware of what that means. And my, my fellow commentators here may know this too. No fly zone is a declaration of war, folks. Mm-hmm. That is de facto what it means. And it's not a TFR. Yeah. Yeah. But the problem is that legislators do not, do not know that. That's yeah, why well, I don't even follow them dumb. On, on, on social yeah. media because everything they write is insane. So like just yeah. ignore them. <laughs> just ignore them. Yeah. 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 But just real like that's that's a reality too. So you know, don't let people deceive you on those points and so on, you know. Um, but so anyway, I guess the point is is that at least as it pertained to the state of the union, actually like the Ukraine piece wasn't that bad. Um, you know, say for the gaff and then one other thing, which I did say I was going to mention, and that is that there, there, Biden had the audacity to suggest that, oh, you, you know, in the months leading up to this, we were well prepared and we did a, a whole bunch of preparatory work. It's like, I don't know if you guys remember what you guys were talking about about a month ago. You obviously did not have a handle on this. Uh, so, you know, taking this weird amount of credit or with, for, for the uh, amazing preparatory work that you did with our allies. Uh, yeah, I'm not buying that. And that's uh, just it. It kind of under undercut, you know, actually some of the decent things that were said during the speech about this. So you know, okay. Uh, but again, you know, what do you, what is the president but a professional liar uh, in the <laughs> end? So yeah. okay. Well, so there was that. Um, 
and and as I said, that was kind of you know maybe the best point and the, uh, the of the of the highlight of the speech was the first twelve minutes. Um, like I said, it probably went from being about two paragraphs into you know being a quarter of the speech entirely. Uh, but you know for about the first twelve minutes, we got the Ukraine you know uh, homily from the president, and the rest was a absolute mess and of just garbage and bloviation on a scale I did not know was possible to be done in a given speech by a single president. Um, because I, I mean, you got, you got all the things you expect, you know, the, uh, the, the, the classic here, let me deflect over to my special guest over here who has been afflicted with thus and such a disease or has had this amount of challenge in their life. And so that you can fit, you know, camera, camera pan to this person while I distract you. Uh, with with uh, various elements of my social and economic plans, uh, you got those sorts of things, of course, and we've seen that for eons at this point. Um, but it also felt like that they that it, topics were jumped around so fast that you could barely keep up with them. Um, so we're gonna, only going to have to have time to really go for a couple of different topics. Uh, but I think that you could kind of uh, amount to at least four different things that were pretty pretty nuts. So. Uh, of course, there were just the general economic plan uh, that we were fed, um, which I, I, you know, ranged from various uh, various aspects of you know oh infrastructure planning to preschool for all for all. Uh, of course, we had to hear about COVID, um, but with the with an absolutely bizarre uh, kind of series of sayings and things that went you know just. Uh, stopping short of declaring victory, but acting like it, it, everything good that's ever happened in the pandemic is due to you. Um, yeah, I don't <laughs> think so. Uh, totally, you know, misrepresenting the, uh, the, the victories while not even mentioning uh, some of the, some of the failures or the things that were like, Oh, maybe that was not a good idea. No apologies. No, no, no sorts of like, you know, we thought this and then we learned and then we did something better. No, it's just like, it is, it, it has been nothing but winning the entire time with Biden. He does nothing but win. That is all he does. All he does is win. Honestly, even the whole, uh, whenever he brought up the removal from Afghanistan, <clears throat> didn't really even bring it up. Wait, but you no, would he think didn't he, bring it. No, 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 he didn't bring it. No, he didn't, he didn't bring it up per se. He did kind of talk about uh, soldiers who had come home uh, who were oh, yeah. who had passed and all this kind of stuff, and then there was that one shout out about you know oh, <laughs> yeah. 13 of them, Joe, which I thought was actually a, a oh, good uh, good line. It was it was a it was a total burn. So what it was a slam dunk. It was yeah. like you know on the on the other scene, but uh, it would have been good though for him to at least show some humility in yeah. some sense or, or fashion to say in some way, uh, uh, yeah, we didn't we didn't do great on. Uh, Afghanistan or something, but we didn't agree on that. But you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. Uh, the thing. The thing. The thing. <laughs> I mean, at least something. But it just—it's it unbelievable. Came, completely disingenuous. Complete dumpster fire. You're right. I I was just. If you, I was crying in my fosnot. I, I could. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I I mean, if you didn't, if you did not know, if you, if all you, if you had, let's say, you were in cryogenic sleep for the last year. You woke up on, you know, yesterday at at, uh, at 8 p.m. you know Central Time uh, to find to 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 then tune in to this speech. You would be like, man, we must be 
we must be in a freaking utopia by now. I mean, yeah, there's this war going on, but doggone it, we're doing great. You know, unbelievable that inflation that, isn't eight percent. Yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't have any knowledge of well, you know, like inflation is you know you, you mean it's a concern, but it doesn't sound like it's that bad because you know we created six bazillion jobs. Lower costs, just lower costs. Uh, by the way, when it comes to employment, we're not back to the 150 million jobs that we used to have before. The oh, pandemic. yeah, you're right. I mean, that's what's so bafflingly stupid about these these uh, these pr uh, pronouncements from the White House in this regard. It's just like you're taking you're declaring victory over what? Like the it's like, OK, you just got sacked for 20 yards and it's first it's like second and 40 now. And then, and then you, you got yourself a 10 yard running play and now it's fourth and 30. And, and now it's like, we won the game guys. Like, great job. Good I, mean, I really enjoyed that. Are yes. you, I'm going to lose my voice after this. I'm, I'm just so <laughs> frustrated. Like, I, I just can't believe the site, the sorts of things. And I, and I mean, now I'm, now I'm jumping around to different things. This but like, is, this is the SpongeBob meme where they're walking away from the bur burning city saying, look, we saved the city. Yeah. No, no, Norman, I'm actually enjoying your performance. So oh, just, good. Yeah, you want me to keep going? Cause I got more. Exactly. <laughs> I'd rather listen to you than listen to the president. So. Oh, well, thanks. I appreciate that. That's, that's very kind of you to say. Well, uh, it's a little bar, but. <laughs> <laughs> I Dang, did not say that. She's right. She she is Although right. You know. She complimented <laughs> the sentiment. Yeah. She really did grab the sentiment. Well. <laughs> but but it I, is. I would appreciate Norman's speech because he probably would get up there and be like, "Things suck. See you later." <laughs> well, I, I mean, to be to be fair, like the the State of the Union address is kind of a like a total farce when you think about it. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean the it, it's only been this property, way yeah. in you know like U.S. history like. I mean, even even if you go back to its first like televised versions and the and the, the the actual State of the Union address, it's only been like fifty five years. It was in the forties when that really turned into the address. It used to be, you know, the 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 uh, the article of the Constitution that requires the president to do something is it, it, it's like from time to time he has to go and say something to Congress or and it, but it's in like the form of a letter. It's like George Washington's was like a you know. Like, uh, like a, a one page letter to Congress at one point and like, in the, whatever it's like, but Dear now it's tallies. Yeah. yeah now it's a one page. Anything in Congress would be nice. That'd be great. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. To think, you know, what a, but, but now it's, you know, this, this multi-thousand word, you know, uh, pronouncement on, on what, on anything and everything. Plus we got to make sure that we, you know, have planned standing ovations at every, you know, 30 seconds that and where we do little dances or, or in the case of Nancy Pelosi, sometimes doing this, which I'm not really sure that? what that was. She was, but... she was hiding nuts for the winter. <laughs> Guys, that... Hey, let, let... Russian squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> that's maybe that's the Russian. Connection. That's the Russian squirrel. <laughs> now, guys, let me share quickly the, the data for the total employment in the United States. Just so oh, that yeah. they're yeah. realistic. Okay. The highest, the peak was back then in February 2020, 152 million uh, and 500 uh, and a half. Let's say you can just go with that. And we're still at 149. So we're not even back to 150. All these stimulus in the world, we're, we're not back to the total amount of people that we used to have employed back in February 2020, which was the peak. Still down so, 3 million. Well, yeah, and, and a lot of inflation. 
And so it's yeah. and so it's remarkable to consider that like one of the things that Biden touts as being, you know, his huge victory is this massive creation of like six and a half million jobs or whatever, as if like that 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 that's something he, you know, this this freaking idiot cannot build couldn't make a job happen if it you know if he decided that he was going to quit everything and start a burger business, uh, like. <laughs> I mean, good lord! I would go the there. Has, I want to go to that uh, burger Biden, place, bur- Biden's burgers. Biden burgers. I want yeah. to see what it's like because it's probably terrible. Yeah. And uh, you know, anyway. Well, yeah. this is what we wouldn't this go is to. It'll be. We would just go. That's all. I mean, it, it it'll be served. It'll be served on a bridge. You know, on a on a, and then it'll end up falling down after you paid two hundred million dollars for a burger. This is two million dollars. Two hundred. Two hundred fifty billion dollars but legit legitimately like everything he has done has has not only not created jobs they have been specific like very acutely demonstrably bad for actual creation of jobs even even the goodness gracious i mean like even the nonpartisan analyses of these big old reconstruction bills have gone on to say like look you're going to do this and it's going to you're yeah jobs are going to get created but this is going to slow down the actual creation and the actual uh, of the actual creation of jobs and an actual recovery. And right. this is not even like this is not controversial. Like this is this is stuff that is, you know, and, and this is stuff that is should be plainly evident. Like this is what's so bizarre about the way that this that this administration thinks. They literally you said here in this speech that oh, you know, inflation oh, that we you know, didn't talk about any talk about the early discussion of transitory inflation or you know it's it's no big deal it's not that high no no no. it's admitted now it's like this is a real problem guys but here's the thing you know whereas and this is i, I this is going to baffle you like i mean get get this all right one way to fight inflation that was spoken from the pulpit of the white house here well or i guess congress or whatever is that you can you know you can reduce wages and make people poorer Ooh. like but, as a, as a but solution to that's inflation. a solution to inflation. But that's not the way Biden thinks. Biden thinks the way that this you fix this is by lowering cost. Okay, <laughs> fixed it. Wow. And so how do you expect you're going to do that now? Well, here's I'll tell you the solution. This comes straight from the pulpit here. You know, buy American, raise the minimum wage, tax a bunch of rich people because that's apparently how you fight inflation. Done. What in the I, I mean, I got lots of four-letter words here, uh, and I don't want to say them um, about how blitheringly dumb this is. <laughs> well, we're I mean, we're going on a long time here, Norman. We got to bring this back home. Oh, uh, fine. To, to, to some some All right. some kind of conclusion. Okay. okay the, well, the, the conclusion is you cannot fix inflation by spending more. Can I? <laughs> I you know, let me let me give let me give you one other quote here that that is a okay. uh, that is a uh, that may this is a good way to close out. Okay. All right. I don't know if you guys heard this, um, but, you know, if uh, from from recently, you know, in, in our, um, you know, in our Constitution or in the Declaration of Independence, you know, you know um, what are what are uh, what are the rights of, of man? Natural rights. What, what, what is it according to the Declaration? Of, I forget. Life, liberty and the pursuit Life, of happiness liberty and the pursuit of happiness. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. OK. Yes. OK. Um, you're wrong, because according to, the, oh. to Joe Biden, and I quote, the most fundamental right in America is the right to vote and have it counted. And look, it's under assault. 
And uh. I'm not joking. That was an actual quote from the president of the United States. Like, okay. Most fundamental right. Okay. Now, now a, just wait a second here and say, like, all right, all, all the, the there's new laws that are coming out, and I don't know all the details of all the rights. Uh, I mean, of all the, the 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 bills in various states about voting, and that's not really the point. Some of those are probably really bad. I wouldn't be surprised, and you know, not that I'm a huge fan of voting anyway. Uh, but here's the thing: when a president stands up and says that voting is the most fundamental right that you have something is wrong mm -hmm. okay the most fundamental right is picking me uh, yeah isn't that isn't that amazing isn't that amazing yeah. that like that is that that is what it is amounted to as your right that's how we get apparently that's how you get rights that's why it is fundamental the most right. fundamental is that right. without me without being able to vote for whoever is going to be in power above you over here then you don't get anything else but it's a democracy. That's a freaking insidious little piece of information that he stuck in there. That somebody wrote into that speech. You know what? I don't know. You know what? Fine. Go to hell, guys. This, this is so this is this is this is so stupid. I, I'm just I'm 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 just he's oh on man. fire. I'm 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 he's on, on fire. That's why I chose this background. Somebody put him in. Fact, I'm I'm just I'm fuming after that. And we I mean, here like at the Libertarian Christian Institute. Hope you have the ashiest of Wednesdays yeah. and a wonderful <laughs> uh, Fat Tuesday. I, I that speech could just go to hell in a handbasket because I'm just uh, that was just awful, guys. And I do I you know I I hate to put it this way, but go and read it. You know, to our listeners and and our and our watchers here on YouTube and everything, go and read it because this is a telling thing. Look for the like, do the analysis yourselves and see what I mean. Like this is. You can peer, pierce the veil here. Go read and think through what they're saying and why it doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. You know, these guys, these guys are utterly ridiculous in their in their pronouncements on how they think they can run your life, you know, and run this economy as though they have some sort of competence in the matter. They don't. Come on. Give me nope. a break, man. Let me let me you use a good what is the classic Joe Bidenism now? It's like, come on, man. Come on, really? <laughs> I mean, this it's it's absurd. It's absurd. And this is this just goes to show it's like, you know, when you put you do not put your trust in princes, you know, thank God we don't have to do that re realistically. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of crap going on in the world. Uh, and we've talked about that tonight. Uh, but, you know, I've I'm I've just about had it. <laughs> well, we should all celebrate by going and having a FOSS knot. Oh what? Yeah. What? Okay. May, can we can we end on a happier note? Tell us. Yes. So our friend Matt here has been eating and deliberately. Goodness gracious! What? <laughs> I've been watching him do this the whole time, He's going like, "This is he." I know you're doing this deliberately, dude. Am I? So, <laughs> How many more do you have there? I've got at least a half a dozen upstairs. Oh no. What are you doing? So here's explain the thing. it. Explain <clears throat> it. In Lancaster County. Pennsylvania. So unfortunately, Doug's not here. Yeah, I know. But uh, Fosnot Day was actually yesterday, so this is the day after Fosnot Day. But it coincides with Fat Tuesday, or what some people know as Mardi Gras. Mm. <coughs> Excuse me. But it's the day before Ash Wednesday, uh, and we in Lancaster County take all of our leavened bread and uh, fry it up into uh, rather bland little donuts. Um, that we douse in sugar and then consume with 
great abandon so that <laughs> during the Lenten season uh, on the next day after uh, uh, Nut Day, we then burn our donuts and then smear them on our faces with the ashes of our fallen donuts. So <laughs> I make good decisions. <laughs> Here's to you, oh, okay, that I did not expect. Okay, uh, the the burn donuts and smash on face part. No, that, we don't do that, that one part. Was, oh. that, that's that's new. That's just a uh, that's just in the Bellas household. That's in the Bellas household. Yeah. <laughs> you have to start somewhere <laughs> with these traditions, right? <laughs> they have a year one. Of, it, had start, year it, one. it had to start somewhere. You know, four hundred yeah. years from now, this would yeah. be doing that and wondering how it how it began all right well, i would love to see that yeah oh, please. <laughs> anyway go ahead all right we well, need to we'll, close this out we got to close this out but hey uh we hope you've enjoyed this episode of good news bad news we do this every other week uh just want to remind everybody to please uh give us a like and subscribe on youtube or if if you're listening to this on your podcatcher uh make sure that you uh, give us a give us a, good, a nice rating. Give us your feedback and write to us at uh, at podcast at libertarianchristians.com if you have something you'd like to ask or to to tell us or just give us some feedback. We'd love to hear from you. And so from the Libertarian Christian Institute and all of us involved there to all of you, we wish you a good night and uh, and hope you have a great week and I guess a happy Fat Tuesday or something. Love, Aaron. All right, <laughs> we'll see you guys in a couple of weeks. <laughs>